This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Episode 103 of Working Class on DeerCast. Ross Bigger's back. What's up, guys? Gee whiz. Dude, you've been gone a while. (laughs) The last time you were at the studio, we were pouring concrete in our remodel. Yeah. We'll get this remote out of the way. That was fun, though. Yeah, but it wasn't, like, that fun. God damn. Help me. Help me. Yeah, so, dude, it's good to see your face. It's hunting season. Yep, yep. And uh, you've been busy. Yep. But we're kind of winding down a little bit and i'm pretty pumped about it so it's been a really super busy year but it's it's you, been good so time of recording it's it's all right it's into the october 20s by the time this launches let's say that yep and you were already supposed to be killing deer by like the fifth <laughs> yeah was supposed to be so but, but now you're ready to start killing deer I so have set, you hunted once yet this year not a one time but i did build some arrows last night and got my bow all tuned in so it's should be should be ready to go now. So Okay, let me pick your brain. Not hunting, and it's like the 20th of October. Do you have like this anxiety of like, ah, I got to go hunting? Or do you not really, just because it hasn't been like good yet? I mean, I'm, it's good. I'm, but- I'm okay. I mean, okay. there's been some good days that I wish I would have been out there, but nothing's pressing yet. So I'm I'm just, everything's kind of getting all amped up. And, and I, I mean, I was out last night. I put a couple of trees in a food plot so i put a scraping tree and then a rubbing tree in mm-hmm. and um was going to take some post hole diggers out just hand, some hand hand diggers and yeah i i elected to go with the skid loader and yeah yeah post hole digger honestly probably better for like a deer pressure standpoint too sounds like a tractor going in they don't jump they i just they used to back see in there that stuff and, yeah left it running went ahead planted the tree tamped it in so yeah. it it went pretty good and i think they turned out nice but uh anxious to see what what goes on uh action wise in the meantime while i was in that in that plot 
uh, all around the edges, there was fresh work scrapes left and right. I mean, I, to be honest, the, the cameras have been fairly dead, but we are yeah. kind of in the October lull, if you want to call it. But Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I, I'm starting to see scrapes pop up. To, to, you know, I've been seeing some scrapes, but now it's like, oh. Yeah, they're working. They're starting to work them hard. Yeah. So I so, was. So let's kind of get into it because I want to talk about. I want you to continue on like the path you're going here, but I want to talk about like strategy for right now and the, the the next week. Yep, that's right. You know, so I mean, honestly, going into it, I'm I'm gonna say I would I would I'd get on those scrape lines. I mean, anywhere you see scrapes going on or mock scrapes anywhere, it's they're starting to heat up pretty quick. And with these cold temperatures, and then looking into the next week. You know, in the twenties, yeah, uh, of the month, I would say we're we're getting too close to to not be on the scrape lines. I, food sources right now not a not a priority. I'm I'm hundred percent going after where the scrape lines are at. So yeah, yeah. Any fresh work scrape, that's where you need to be. I mean, yeah, I'd agree with that. It, that's where I'm going to be, I guess. So, it, I don't know. It's, you you can need to be wherever you want to be, but that's where Ross is going to be. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> So that's probably the best way to word that. Like this guy knows it all. It's like, well, you can go wherever you want. This do, is where I'm do what going. you want to do, but this is what I'm going to do. Yeah, so, but I'm, that's fair. Anyway, that's I'd agree with that. You know, I never used to pay attention to scrapes uh, as heavily. You know, I, I paid attention more to scrapes the last two seasons. Yeah, um, I'm more seeing a payoff on it. You know what I mean? That yep. that you know, I guess the last couple deer that I've killed or had camera traffic on or like notable patterns has been kind of in and around the scrape hemisphere if yeah, you will like that's right um i got a, some heartbreak stories that are going to come out on the episode again the, the fall is not going um i've had great opportunity but it's not really going my way as of now but i'm gonna it's gonna change yeah i'm gonna stay persistent you know hard work you, i'm gonna make my own luck that's right so um but yeah i had a buck the other day hit a scrape and you know we're here mid-october and and had an opportunity and and, and fumbled uh, yet again this fall um humble pie i want to cry and lick my wounds Sto- whole story i'll come out here this later this week on the wcb episode but um I, scrapes are big so are you focusing on rubs right now like how like do rubs ping your brain of like oh i need to be over there no, I'm not focused on rubs, honestly. I'm they don't I'm, do that for me either. No, I'm looking looking at scrapes and I'm looking at how high the scrape is. I mean, the more the mature animal uh, is, the higher the branches are. Mm-hmm. And if you got little short hanging branches, then it's probably a little guy. Yeah. And and I can't put a camera on every scrape, so I'm just looking at the signs and just trying to figure out whether mm-hmm. to hunt over that scrape or get close to it, and just you know just just put my feelers out there and see is it worth going to that that food plot or field where you see those scrapes and majority of them are all low-hanging branches or do you go to the ones that there's a great big work scrape and the branches are super high um i see what you're saying those are the ones i want to go after because the higher the branches the bigger the animal the car hood side everyone always compares them to a car hood yeah why is that with scrapes i don't know but I mean, realistically, you could have a scrape that's sitting there getting worked from every buck in the whole neighborhood and every doe in the neighborhood. Yep. Uh, and it's just a big community scrape. Even more reason to be there, though. I mean, if I mean, it, using it, it is, it is for sure. I, and I'm not going to say I'm not going to hunt over one of those, but I'm I'm looking more towards the the ones in the back corner. Look at where you think that big buck's coming from. This is what I do: is just look. <laughs> 
look at where that big buck you think is coming from the the bedding area that you don't touch or whatever he, mm-hmm. he's in the back corner and these branches are really high and the scrape is you know just just fresh worked that's where i want to get into yeah i don't want to go to the to the big community scrape when i know that i can slip in on him with the right wind right barometric pressure all that get in tight on him and, and think off. yeah and I, I would push towards towards doing that so as far as where i'm at this time of the month the year the weather the everything like i'm not getting too anxious yet but i'm i'm getting giddy okay. I'm, I'm ready, ready so to go going back to rubs and i guess i could answer why I, why i don't focus on them so much but why don't you focus on rubs i mean because it's signed that the deer was there like like a yeah scrape was i have my reasoning and i don't know if it adds up like from a biological standpoint my, my th- I guess I'll just say my thought. Then my thought is, when I watch deer make rubs, it seems super sporadic. That's where I'm kind of leaning towards. I would say is it's not. Yeah, like last week, is I'm he going to make there? a rub and come back and check that rub? Like, uh, yeah, I don't. Is he going to rub it again on the same tree? I don't have that impression. They might. I don't think. I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> I've never seen the that. tree the other morning. I kind of like chuckled. I was watching this deer do. It was like this balled up eight point two year old. It's probably going to be like one of them five-year-old bully eights one of these days yeah and i watched him just get over this like sapling you know like one of the little <laughs> ones and just shredded this thing up for like 20 minutes and then just balled up and walked off i was just like it seemed so random to me yeah that's... But, and i'm watching him do it it's like wow he was mad you know and yep. then he took off and then it's like will he do it again i yeah i wouldn't put money on it i mean he'd probably go find another sapling somewhere else and yeah, do it again he's pissed at that sapling <laughs> i'll tell you but yeah i just i don't get that like that's worth hunting over. Nope. Now, I will say, does it change, or, or I guess, think about this. Does it change when you're hunting a field edge or you're going to hunt um, maybe a, um, a heavy trail coming in out of a heavy set of timber and every 10 yards there's a rub on one side of the tree heading to the field? I think that changes. I would say yes. Uh, and and or, you know, a great big you know 10-inch cedar that's just tore up and there's scrapes on side all sides of it. You know, that's, yeah, it, but... Then it goes back to what I just said, scrapes. Mm-hmm. Like I'm I'm banking on scrapes. If there's rubs in between, sweet. All the better, yeah. You know, but yeah. I'm not gonna go hunt a, a rub tree. But I'll to, tell you though, when you go into the timber and you see a bright orange shredded mangled tree, you you kinda wanna sit over yeah, it. Yeah, I, I I agree with that. That does change it a little bit. Yep. When it's like like you said, like a big cedar or yep. whatever and it's just shredded. Now I'm not gonna sit here and tell you that you shouldn't sit over something like that, but I, I that would get me excited for sure. I'd I'd want to. Well, scrape effort to to rub effort. It's I think we're all in favor that's always scrape efforts are always focused right. on over the rub efforts. But if you got both, or if you have a very uh, prominent layout of rubs, I think yep. that's worth probably focusing on. Let me ask you a question. So, do you when you find a scrape? And you think this is the the spot, and this is where you think the the big buck that you're after is. At, you know he's working this scrape. Mm-hmm. Do you mess with that scrape? Do you put uh, any kind of sense into it? Do you take a mm-hmm. leak in it? Uh, do you do you mess with it at all, or do you just set back and try to hunt it? Or do you? And, and I guess the second question would be, on top of that, would be if you do you make your own mock scrapes somewhere within range of that of where you would hang your set make another scrape and then start messing with them that way or do you just hunt the scrape as is so 
That's a great question. What I do. Yep. You can do whatever you want. Okay. What I do. <laughs> if I find a naturally made scrape or an area that is lit up with scrapes, I won't mess with uh, a scrape that started on its own by deer and is maintained by deer. It's already working. Yeah. I leave, I leave it alone. Now, do I have scrape zones that I put like a rope scrape, artificial scrape on? 100%. Within range of these I have a, a run in the timber uh, where there's like a, a four-wheeler, uh, four-wheeler side-by-side path down. Sure. And in one spot, there is a handful of them car hood size scrapes. On one end, I have a rope scrape and more like northeast of there, kind of on the opposite side of where the natural scrapes are, I have another rope scrape. I watched and recently checked some non-cellular cameras, and I have the buck that I saw hit my rope scrape on natural scrapes and my other rope scrape. Okay. So he's kind of like utilizing. He's doing all of them. All of them. Now, um, I've had really good luck with rope scrapes last last year all the way to this year. Um, Lee got me turned on to rope scrapes. And I see huge benefits in it. And, uh, you know, it depends. Some take off, some don't. I think it's just location. Like, I have one doesn't look like it's been touched. Yep. And I have another rope that looks like you soaked it in gasoline and drug it down the highway. Okay. Like, it's just shredded, you know what I mean? And you can yep. just tell they've been using it. So, uh, answer is both, but I don't mess with naturally made scrapes. Like, I'm not going out of my way to walk my fat ass through them. Right. Yep. <laughs> I, I go out of my way. I go out of my way to make sure I don't get anywhere close to them. You do like the I, same? Yeah, I'm driving along in my side by side, and I'm like, "Ooh, there's, there's yeah." You're not driving and, through them, no. I, <laughs> yeah, but uh, I did plant one of those uh, be a scraping tree, basically, uh, like an artificial tree, or using a real? No, tree? it's an. Oak. I cut a uh, cedar down, and I shaved some branches off so they could rub on it, and then I I cut an oak down, and I shaved a couple branches off of it. But it's got big overhanging branches, and I just planted it right in the middle of that big tine, and mm. and it's it's look it looks good so yeah hopefully you'd want to you'd want to rub and scrape I'd, I'd want to scrape underneath that tree so i <laughs> i went i took my shovel and i dug a bunch of dirt back and scraped it back and forth and then i did i took a leak in that thing before i left you so, did yeah i did Peed in it. so but you know there wasn't a scrape there before i'm just trying to start one up we'll have to check in with you so yeah i mean we'll see how that works but i have had it work before i mean i will tell you i do kind of a similar thing if i'm brush hogging throughout the summer Yep. I mow underneath overhanging trees on mowed paths to hopefully encourage like, oh, that spot looks open. I yep. could rub there or scrape there. Yep. I don't I mean, it is where I'm seeing some of these scrapes on that path. Yep. But uh, you know, I don't know if that makes a difference if I mow underneath it or not. Yeah. I'm I don't know. I <laughs> I'm gonna say it's worth it's worth doing for sure. Uh, okay, okay. So we talked about scrapes. I think scrapes are hot right now. Yep. This in the net in this like weak buffer from this podcast and then some probably. Yep. It probably more, you know. But like right now, early before deer are getting ultra ruddy and whatever, and things are starting to go out. Tactics are before tactics go out the window, I think you can kind of stick to that scrape focus stuff for, that's a for good a while. that's a good way to put that. Before tactics go out the window. And and I've what I've learned in the last few years is uh some of the last part of October seems to be the best because you're still able to use tactics. I mean, mm-hmm. and then it just turns wild. So yeah, obviously the rut goes on and it's just, you know, they're everywhere. You, you can't predict anything. Yeah. So I, I do really like hunting the end of October. Now I've only killed 
a couple uh, at the end of October, but October 30th has been a really good day for me in the in the years past as far as seeing big ones, uh, have an opportunity at big ones. I, I would, October 30th is usually right on the money. Especially so. of a cold front, man, here oh, in, the next, yeah. in the next week. like there, This week, actually, DeerCast says uh, there's a cold front coming. Yep. Um, obviously you're here on DeerCast listening, so I don't, it depends on where everybody's at in the country. You may or may not have one, but, uh, you're going to see us blow a lot of stuff off this week. Yep. Um, it's like the late October cold front that everybody talks about is happening this week, late this week into this yep. weekend. So unless it changes my bad. Well, I'm just, I'm just thinking between that cold front and the scrapes that we've been talking about. I mean, if you're on a scrape line, gee whiz, these, these big boys are going to be marching. Someone's going to be there. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. If you're over a scrape and it's cold front, they're they're not they're not finding that dough yet. I mean, but they're just on a march trying to. Yeah, find they're it. swiping tinder or whatever the kids do. Yeah, yeah, whatever it's called. Yeah, you swipe you know? left or right or. Except they're just smelling each other's whatever. pee until they find the right match. That's right. <laughs> Which maybe if you're into that, I don't know. I'm, nope. I'll pass. That is just hey, urine. That's not what I would do. <laughs> that's, that's not your game. It's not my game. But you you can do whatever you want. Right. You know. <laughs> None of these tactics that we're talking about are, uh, yeah, and I won't go there. They're not fail proof. They're not. Yeah, I mean, it's whatever. But I do like scrapes. I, I, I think that. But then you know, coming after that, the scrape thing I think still plays in during the rut to a point, not as heavily. But then it's almost like when the the calculated tactics go out the window. I think you're more based on wind, terrain related tactics when it comes because because what you're doing is you're wanting to find where a buck's going to follow doe or cruise through for looking for does that's right so if you think man this scrape i'm pretty sure is between two doe bedding areas and it's a size of a truck hood or car yeah truck hood hood. yeah so you gotta you got this great big community scrape more than likely that deer if he's off a doe and looking for another one he's going to stop and visit that before he heads on yeah. the next bedding area but for sure i know a lot I of mean, scrape activity happens at night if we don't bring that up one true. point we're gonna get um lashings for it but you can't hunt at night turns out oh. so yet i mean you can't you can't you can't actually it's tough without thermals you ain't doing it but, i'm pretty sure it's hard to see your pins too even with a pin light or a, a sight light it's they get so bright you can't see past them it's, it's they get so bright you can't actually see what you're shooting yeah so no. you're just guessing. You're 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 sound shooting, as I've heard that term before. <laughs> sound shooting. That's a term, apparently. Judd's got a really good story when we worked at Farm King. Heard somebody at the archery counter that say, I took a couple sound shots, but I didn't I don't think I hit anything. So oh, he's nice. basically admitting he heard sounds in the bushes shot. and he took shot into the into the brush. And didn't hear the whack. Yeah. So who knows? Huh. So I guess if you're into that, that's look out for that guy this <laughs> fall. That guy is somebody you don't want to be around or hunting with. Um, but you know, I, I know a lot of scrape activity does happen at night. Yeah, but that's also why we're saying like first good cold front late October. That's it. Y- the chances of it being a daylight activity movement, whatever, are, are probably better than they're ever going to be um, in October that year. So yeah, definitely. Um, oh, I yeah, you put everything. Put everything, put all your eggs in one basket and be able to hunt that cold front. Uh, I'd say so. Before you get to November. And it's vacation day worthy. Oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what are we looking at? Let me pull it up. Just And obviously, this could change and blah, blah, blah. 
But right I'm, now, I'm banking on uh, what Thursday the 26th. I think that's what they were saying last I checked. So, we got a it looks like three days of rain or something there they were predicting, but either way I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot for that. Our internet's not good here at the studio right now. Okay, hold on a moment. Well, that sucks. I want to try to uh, have an internet failure. We're going to do a live tonight too, and that could be a problem. Let's see if we can get her to load. But um, what's up, Dougie? Dougie just walked in. But yeah, I think uh, it's going to be good. It's vacation day worthy. Yep, I I would for sure. I mean. There we go. It's kind of your last chance before things get wild. So I, I would get after it and, and Thursday's looking good. That's uh we got a drop in temps. Yep. Um, that's the major drop in temps and, and low for the day or for the week. Uh I think Thursday's the day. Rain or shine, I'm gonna be there. So. What's interesting is um there's south winds throughout the week for us, and then Thursday it's still south, and then Okay, yeah, so it goes good Thursday, Friday is great. We have, from Wednesday to Friday, we have a, a high of 65, low of 49, to two days later, we have a high of 51, a low of 35. That's, there's a lot of bucks going to hit the ground. And a hard transition from south to north w northwest winds. Yep. With rising pressure. Mm-hmm. That spells... Rising <laughs> that pressure. That spells dead bucks to me. It's all next week. The 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 forecast is looking good, boys. Mm -hmm. I would be getting ready to cash in some individual vacation days. Yep. Thursday, Friday of 26, 27. I think that's the dates. Yeah. Yeah. I might be Ugh. sicker than a dog. That day. That's <laughs> why we're recording on Tuesday next <laughs> week and not our normal recording day, which is Thursday. So yep. um, that's stuff to consider, you know. that That is still in the time frame. Focus on those scrapes. I'd still don't overlook terrain. Nope. Um, I still think it's good time. Even if you're an observation sit with a chance of killing, you can see, you can see what deer are doing. Yep. Maybe you, maybe you have a scrape here and you know, there's a scrape on that edge and you sit somewhere in between and watch what they're doing. Be in there in that cold front. And if you've got a really solid key on where the does are moving in and out of, you know, that buck's going to be on the downwind side. So hang back just a little bit farther. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's, He's not going to run the same trail. He, he'll be on the downwind side running his own trail. So yep. that's, that'd be, yeah. It's getting good. It's getting good. I'm getting crazy excited. So. Well, what else is Ross doing besides, so say someone doesn't have a scrape. Let's play devil's advocate for our own uh, late October tactics. If they don't have scrapes to actively hunt or get on, they don't have that sign. What would you tell somebody? I want an easy in and out spot where it's down to a bottleneck or a pinch point of some kind that you can get in, get out, and not get caught. I don't care if it's a drainage ditch, uh, a ravine, any anything that you can slip into and slip out. Yeah. It, it, that's that's what I'd go after. Something foolproof. You know, and, and if you don't have that, then, you know, it's... Mm, I guess it, it, in the Midwest is all we can speak from. So, like, I'm trying to think if somebody had, like, a big block of timber... Yep. I guess my method would be if you can't find any of the sign we're talking about in that timber, I would try if you don't have any edges or or anything that the deer, you know, deer are fringe animals, any type artificial fringes or internal fringes on there, I'd be focusing on that. Big timber, you got to just scout and just know how the deer are going to use it. But I'd almost say if you didn't have anything like that to go after, I, I would 
I would hang back and just watch the field. I mean, get some observation, you know, just on. get, you're, you're better off instead of just tromping straight into the timber, going deep and thinking you're going to do all your scouting deep right out of the gate. I'd, I'd hang back. It's tough. I mean, I'd, well, I'd the question was, the question was almost, Hey, what if I got nothing? Yeah. How would I hunt it? It'd be like, well, really at that point, guess and check. Right. But I would guess lightly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Check. Yeah. Guess on the outside. Guess on the outside and then start with basic math. Yep. Yep. I'd start with one plus one and then go from there. I wouldn't I wouldn't dive straight in. I mean you you'll smoke your whole season if you start tromping through in the deep stuff. If you have a deep spot, stay away from it and just hunt it lightly. Yeah. But but when it's good, you gotta get in there though too. When it's good. When it's good. But uh, then I <laughs> I think when it gets good, I, I would let it get wild before I dove into the deep stuff. So, I understand, yeah. Uh, honestly, wild being full rut and they're chasing like crazy. Or, you know, uh, like a couple of guys that I look up to quite a bit, I they say, that you know, November 6, 7, 8, those are the days to sit all day long. And I that's when I'd slip into the ease into your deepest spot, best spot you can think of, yeah. and, and then sit there all day. For sure. So... Yeah, I, we've been getting some messages. I think it's great that people message us and ask us how they'd hunt a deer because I don't, I mean, I we can only talk from what we know. And every deer right? has a different personality and every every deer acts different. Yeah, well, we get so. people, I find what gets people to not kill deer is their lack of confidence in a move and, and be maybe not knowing. That's a good way and, to say it. You know, but a lot of people be like, hey, man, I know where this deer's bedding. Like I had a message, um, real nice guys, like, hey, I know where this deer's bedding. I know where he's moving, this, this. Uh, how would you go about killing them? Like, dude, if you know all that information, mm-hmm. like if you know that information, yeah, you already got them dead if you can get in there. I yeah, you know, and if you know where he's bedding, know where he's going. I'd go full force uh, spot and stock. I mean, if you know all that, I would be easing towards it and set keep the up wind in your face, hang and bang or whatever. But I feel yeah. like a lot of people will say, I'm not saying this person is that person, but I think a lot right. of people are like, yeah, this is where he beds. This is where he feeds. This is the trails he uses. I'm like, well, <laughs> well, he's dead then. Yep. Like, if you know all that, what are we doing? Well, you I know? think they're coming. They're coming at you with, with generic surety because they're they're not. I mean, they've got the genuine idea of where they're at, but they don't have it pinpointed. Yeah, I understand. To yeah. where they're like, I don't know how do I how do I hunt this deer because I know this is I've seen him in this field and then I'm pretty sure he's bedding right here and I'm. You know, there's a lot of pretty sures going on. Yeah. So if you knew exactly. Broad they wouldn't. Yeah, broad observations. They they wouldn't be asking if they really had it pinpointed. Yeah, but I just wonder if that's like the confidence thing. I'm like, man, if I knew all that on a deer. You you do have to just, yeah, grab the bull by the horns and go after it. Something, I mean, yeah, when, when you have that information. And if but, you flat out blow it, that's ah, the risk you take. That's hunting. We touched on this on... It might have been last week's episode. I can't remember. I just had a conversation about it. Is our camera getting ready to time out? All right. Um, we touched on this. It probably will, like 35-ish, I'm guessing. Um, I feel like a lot of guys, when it comes to like being an educator in hunting, I feel like a lot of them fail to just be like, guess and check. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I, I'm a big advocate for guess and check. I'm probably beating it to death this fall, but it's like if you're unsure, go to a spot that can you can learn. Like 
everyone will be like, oh, yeah, I don't got to move on a deer, so I'm not going to go. Cause I'm like, well, you don't have to, like, know this buck that you have named and go in there and make this calculated move and go in and kill that one. Sometimes you just go hunting. Like, you know, yeah, Nick go Morris, hunt. just go hunt and see what happens. Go sit a satellite stand somewhere out on the edge yeah. and just observe, you know, observate a little bit. Go sit in the ground blind on the edge of a field that you never go to and just watch stuff. Yeah, that's, I mean, yeah, there's. I wouldn't not go hunting. Use that as an excuse not to go hunting, because uh, I'm not honed in on anybody. I I still want to go out and see if nothing Scratch else. Scratch itch. Yeah, just get out there and see what's going on. And you might learn. And I've done this in the past. I've I've hunted some way in the back, just observation stands. And holy smokes, you just came out in that back corner. Come to find out, tomorrow's going to be high pressure, and the wind's going to be in my favor. Yep, Thursday. And I'm going to go make a move. Yep. You know, it's, he was there. He could be there again. Now we are leaning on that end of the month switch over to getting into crazy full rut. So the, what do we want to say? The trying to gauge and, and, and pattern that animal is going to start going out the window here pretty quick. And you get in a weird, um, you start chasing them and they're always ahead of you. Right. And you know, he was there last night. So I sat there and then he didn't show up. But that's because he's he's over there. He's where you were, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or or he's checking that scrape line that you're not sitting over. You yeah, know? I just no. I think it's good. This is kind of a quick, uh, quick, full of like you know tactics related to this week type episode. I don't know how much more we need to beat it to death. Yeah, we're talking about we've beaten it pretty hard here. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> um, I'm looking forward to it, man. This is going to be the week to go. Tell your wives you're going hunting. Yep. Tell your boss you're going hunting. If you can take those PVD days individually, Thursday or Friday might be the days to take two of those. Yep. And uh, just tell the boys you'll see them, see them Monday, and maybe you'll be gone all week hunting, too, if you got vacation. If you got vacation, you, you're going to want to be using it here coming up real fast. And if you miss out on it, I guess you just uh, – there's always late season, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, Ross. <laughs> there's always late season. October 20th, and Ross is just now thinking about getting out there. Yeah. Well, just how the dice rolls. So. Hey, you're a busy man. You run your own biz. Well, I would say this episode is brought to you by your, your company, but I don't think you need any more work right no, now. You don't need do to that. Don't do that. We're don't, good. don't do that. <laughs> All right. Well, look at the cold front coming up. It's good to see your face, Ross. Yeah, good to be here. You know what to do? Go shoot a giant. We love you. See you next week. Good luck this cold front.